All right. Welcome to episode 20 of the Moving the Chains podcast. This is Greek. I'm here with my co-host, Jake and Dane. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great. Well, when your team's in the in the thick of a playoff hunt, unexpectedly, unexpectedly, man, I'm just I'm just great. You know, I'm just making it through my days during the week. They're flying by, just getting ready for Sundays, man. So it's, it's a great feeling. What about you guys? I'm uh I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Productive, productive afternoon today off work, but uh, coming off a big win on Thanksgiving and kept the season alive. So that was good. How was your guys Thanksgiving, by the way? Thanksgiving was great. I'm never going Black Friday shopping again. Because yep, I understand. We sat that. in the line in Walmart for like two hours just to get a TV. You, like, you know what? I, I skipped out on Black Friday because every year I always see some amazing Cyber Monday sales going on. And you know what? There wasn't a damn thing going on uh, on uh, yes on Monday because we're recording on Tuesday. So yesterday, because you know what? If your Cyber Monday sale is just 20 percent off with free shipping, That's you can not that. Yeah, you could have kept that. People do that <laughs> randomly just because it's July 17th, okay? So that's nothing to do on Cyber Monday. So it was just like, uh, I, you know, I'm just going to have to save on it. Actually, what I'm going to do is, because I have a microphone, I'm going to buy some more podcast equipment. So I'm going to upgrade okay. myself, you know, invest in myself. There you go. And hopefully, you know. Just, that's you not know, a bad idea. That's, that's not, not a bad, bad idea, idea at all. At all. I think I might give it's you a not. new mic, to be honest. Wow. I did not think about that. Like, I was thinking, like, Cyber Monday is good to, like, you know, shop. Not necessarily for myself, but for everybody else to get the gifts out the way. Like, especially if I'm shopping for my girl. Like, that's the best day to do it because all, like, the, like, Forever 21, Pretty Little Thing, all of those websites, they all have, like, crazy Cyber Monday deals where they have, like, 75% off and free shipping, a bunch of other crap. And I, I was like, okay, this is a good opportunity. But I never thought to get podcast equipment. And that's probably yeah. like the best bet right there. I know there's still deals going out throughout the week because it's like quote unquote cyber week, but yeah, that's not a bad idea actually. I get paid tomorrow, so we'll see. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm glad you didn't ask about football though, because I'm. I'm oh no, I was getting ready to, but I was just letting you get all the <laughs> bull. Uh, yeah, yeah. To be fairly honest with you, I'm checked out. I'm, I'm mentally checked out on the Eagles this season. I said this two weeks ago, but Dallas has a way of like making sure that I stay in tune with the Eagles throughout the season. It's, it's not going to be easy for me, but and even though we're only one game behind, I'm 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 good on the season. I, I, I before we started recording, I said it was if if the Eagles made the if the Eagles made the playoffs, I would start tweeting about them again. But I'm gonna reduce it to if they beat if they beat the Cowboys. If they win their next couple of games and beat the Cowboys, then then I'll start tw- tweeting about the Eagles again. But for the next two to three weeks, I'm I'm not, I'm not tweeting about the Eagles. There's, there's no reason to. You don't go out and lose to the Dolphins. Think I'm gonna tweet about you? No, it's it, it, it's done after that. The way we lost was probably worse than. Just the thought of losing it itself. It was bad. It was just, we've hit a new low with Doug Peterson. I'm not saying fire Doug Peterson or anything like that. He won us the Super Bowl. So it's like, he'll always have that. That will only be valid for a couple more seasons if he doesn't do anything else. But as of right now, I'm just checked out. Fire the coordinators and then we'll talk. But until then, I have nothing to say about the Eagles. That's positive. I don't. I don't know if I even want to pick them in this episode. I don't. 
people look at our schedule and say like it's an easy it's an easy schedule. Well, yeah, the, the Dolphins were supposed to be the easy easy part of the schedule as well. Loss. It was funny. Hey, I know how you feel, man. I know how you feel. Chargers and Raiders and L L L. Listen, what's funny is I thought that you know like a few weeks ago before they played the Patriots, I was like they're gonna beat the Patriots or lose to the Dolphins. I've always had that back in my mind that they were gonna lose to the Dolphins. Just the bad part is that we actually lost to the Patriots and then ended up losing to the Dolphins still, so it didn't matter. I thought like they were like reverse themselves, but I guess the Eagles just don't know how to just beat bad teams because we're a bad team. So I get it. I, I totally get it. But yeah, I'm checked out. Totally checked out. Doesn't sound like a person mm. that's checked out, but I'm checked out. Believe it. If we if we lose Thursday, I'm definitely checking out. Six and seven, perhaps. With the oh, hardest yeah, coach in the league, yeah, it's wraps. Yeah, yeah. Like you still have a chance because the the Vikings lost last night and you got yeah. to play week seventeen. So I like, mean, all all they have to do is, which obviously it's steep, but I mean it seems like pretty easy, but it's not obviously. All they have to do is win the remaining games and have Minnesota lose to Green Bay. Yep, that's it. Yeah, Minnesota that's loses, it. well, or any other team, of course, they could lose to the Chargers or the Lions, but that's obviously the least likely of those three teams that they face. But um, if they lose to Green Bay and the Bears beat Minnesota. Uh, week 17 and went out, then they're in the playoffs. So I, I just hope it's complete anarchy in week 17. Like, I want it all to be a big build up. Like, I want everything to be on the line. I want everything to be on the line. Well, then I'm going to get my heart broken, but at least I got my heart broken in week 17 and not like 13. At least I had four weeks of like hope. You know what I mean? Like, at Man. least it wasn't over right away. <laughs> like, for like, you know, for like Bengals fans, like you knew your season was over like week one, week two. That's depressing. Like at least I yeah. had like a couple months of good times and, you know, possibilities. Yeah. But I'm not yeah. out yet. If they beat the Cowboys, which I don't know if they will, but if they do beat the Cowboys, I'm uh I'm rocking with it, man. Screw it. Okay. Screw it. You know? I'm going with it. Because if, if they beat the Cowboys, they get Akeem Hicks back for the Green Bay game. Danny Trevathan, after snapping his arm, is somehow day-to-day and week-to-week, I believe, um, which I don't know how. But if we got Trevathan and Hicks back on that defense, which obviously the issue this year with the Bears defense has been stopping the run, whew, man, it was a, we could it was make a little a, run. Uh, he just had a dislocated elbow, right? I don't even know what they technically classified as. I think it was a dislocated elbow, but like the way it bent, like that just seemed like it was not going to be something he'd return to football because, this year. Because it feels di- just like a dislocated elbow. Like you can you can make a return this season. I, that that's not like out of the ordinary. Well, now like, see, are you talking about Hicks or Trevathan? Trevathan. Oh well, both had dislocated elbows. Jesus Christ. Yes, Hicks, Hicks, got, Hicks got his in uh, weeks. Uh, I know it was against the Raiders. I think it was week five. Week five against the Raiders, he uh, was playing the run and got his arm jammed up between two guys, and it got like snapped. And yeah, so man, that's unfortunate. Yeah, they've uh, they've had some pretty big injuries on that defensive side of the ball this year. So it's not fun. Oh, not man. fun to say the least. Trust me, I know about injuries. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's not but, fun. It's not fun yeah. as a fan at all. No. But enough of our teams. Yeah. Enough Focus about on the upcoming week. Yeah. Before we get to the upcoming week, we have to discuss the biggest news of the day. Again, this yes. is we are recording on the Tuesday. The firing of Ron Rivera has happened. I've seen Panthers fans on my timeline lobbying for for weeks and weeks. Actually, it goes back a couple of years, to be honest with you. But it's actually yeah. happened. 
so this was something we all knew it was going to happen i just think it's one of those things like exactly exactly like you're like okay like i think carolina would move on but like not now, not at maybe, this point. But actually, maybe, maybe, like, maybe, maybe they feel like losing to Washington was a Yep, that might have been this, the final nail in the coffin. Because yeah. if you lose to Washington and that organization and the way they did and the fashion they did, that is kind of like, okay, like that kind of says a lot about this. But I mean, I don't really think he had a fair shake this year. I mean, obviously losing, you know, a former MVP in Cam Newton, that does, you know, kind of suck. You know, the offense hasn't been the same since. I but mean, I get that. But they, his decision-making is not it's, the same. But see, it's deeper than just this year, though. It's, it's deeper than just this year. That's oh, what yeah, you guys 100% got. that's built up. And do, and, and, do understand, and do understand that Cam being on IR right now is partially Ron Rivera's fault because you played him in a meaningless preseason game, and then you turned around yeah. and you played him in two weeks later. But even besides sure. all that, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see, but the Panthers, they posted a, a interview video deal with the owner, David Tepper, and basically, he answered just a lot of questions, and I loved everything that he had to say. You know, like you're, you're giving, you know, going ahead and getting rid of Ron is 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 because you respect him. Of course, you know it was going to happen. Go ahead and do it now. It does give them a chance to go ahead and get started on their coaching search. So that means that they're going to check out college. He said he's not going to rule it out either. And also look at some of the in-house moves that he made. Common, not common sense, but you know, like more than likely, you would have thought that Norv Turner would become the the interim head coach. Instead, he's the uh, the assistant uh, to the head coach and the secondary head coach, Harry uh, Fuel. I think that's his name. He's taking yep. over. He's getting a chance. He's giving him a chance. He's giving North Turner's son, Scott Turner, a chance to become the offensive coordinator. He's getting some. He's getting his reps in now. He's giving him an audition. He thinks that he's going to be doing something one day. And I, ultimately, you guys got to also understand one more thing. That is that uh, Tepper comes from Pittsburgh. You know, he okay. he he was, he was around the front office. Uh, I think he was a minority uh, minority owner with the Steelers before he eventually uh, took over as the Panthers owner. And so a lot of the things that he was saying, it sounded just like something the Rooney's would say. So I, I, I actually say Panthers, you know, Panthers fans, give him a give him a, give it a chance, you know, like. And this is with all due respect to Ron Rivera. He's the greatest coach in their franchise history. He turned this franchise around because you got to understand with uh, the last days of um. Uh, crap, what's his name? It's escaping my mind right now. Jake, he was your coach. Uh, John Fox. Oh, there you go. John yeah. Fox. The last days of John Fox were terrible, and I mean, that includes the Jimmy, uh, the Jimmy Clausen days. Yeah. You know, they don't get Cam unless you have Jimmy Clausen in the one in 15 record. I think they went like one in 15 or something like that. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. bad. So, I mean, like, you know, give it a chance. You know, he sounds like he knows what he's doing. And it sounds like he's willing to weigh all options. That's why he's giving folks a chance right now. Because some of these guys he might keep. You never know. So, I, I, I'm with the move, you know. And, and let's be real. Ron Rivera's going to have a job next year. You know, personally. Coordinator. Yep. I th- no, honestly, no. I think he's going to be a head coach. He'll get a, he he'll get a head coaching job. His his lineage and he, the way he's, like, been throughout the year. Or, I'm sorry, his career. He's, he's definitely getting a head coaching job. I pray he, he, he does might be in New York with Dave Gettleman. And let's be real. He might be in New York with Dave Gettleman because Pat Sherman's not keeping his job. I mean, look who else has NFL jobs. I mean, I think Ron Rivera is better than a lot of NFL coaches currently. Freddie Kitchens. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah, that's, that's very true. That's very true. I, that's actually a good segue for us to move into some coaches that are going to be basically, you know, basically on the hot seat. We got, what, four weeks left in the season now, so we know we have a good idea of who should be fired, who's probably going to be fired. And, I mean, we just named a couple of them right there. 
Uh, we started off with Pat Shermer with New York. I'm pretty sure he's on his way out. And to be honest, they never should have hired him in the first place. He did nothing in Cleveland, you guys. Nothing. He, he was now, do you think coach. do you think it's all Pat Shermer, or do you think it's more of like an inside thing? Because I think Dave Gettleman has a lot to do with. I think it's both of them. They uh, both yeah. I, I think you can blame it. both, but you, I you think can just strip it down. Honestly, I think they need to just start within and just start looking around and you know look people in the face and be like, "You got to go," because Dave Gettleman, he's never really drafted that well. He's never really had that culture. Never really owned that locker room. No one's really been behind him. And you know, any coach that has been filtered in there, they're. I mean other than Tom Coughlin because he was there for so long, no one really got behind them and no one really, like, you know, sustained success there. You know, I mean, like, I'm, eh, I mean, like, look, Gettleman, I'm, I'm not a fan of Gettleman at all. If he gets fired, probably will. I just don't, I'm not sure they'll fire him yet. You know how GMs are. I feel like coaches yeah. get their one shot GMs. You kind of get two. Like, all right. I think uh, was, was Gettleman, Gettleman was there when they hired Sherman, right? I'm pretty sure that's how that went. So, um, yeah. It's like you, you you struck out with one, and like I said, he shouldn't have been hired. Like, I think he's just an offensive coordinator. You know, I, I get coaching in Cleveland. It kind of gives you like, uh, Cleveland's dysfunctional. But then again, New York was kind of dysfunctional. You know, what has New York done to feel like they should hire somebody who hasn't done anything? So, hey, if you go ahead and strip Gettleman, too, you could clean it all up. But then, hey, is this new uh, coach going to want his own quarterback? Or is the new regime going to want their own quarterback, too? How is that going to go? Are they gonna to want to get rid of Saquon? You know, Saquon had no business coming back from that uh uh the ankle injury because he had yeah, rushed him back way too fast. They rushed him back way too fast. I don't know why though, because it's not like they were gonna be competitive. Just get him your you know, exactly. rested up and get him healthy because that yeah. was stupid. A high ankle sprain for a running back, you know, who literally is completely reliant on his footwork and his agility, and you're rushing him back from a high ankle sprain to what? Make a playoff run? Like that's the stupidest thing, you know, your franchise and your front office can do. Yeah. See, they, they brought into the Danny Dimes hype after the uh, the Tampa Bay game. And, see, he only played like a half with Daniel Jones. So, I'm pretty sure in his mind he thought he had saw enough. But, no, no, sir, young man, you did not yeah. see enough at all. And Another podcast episode and more Giants slander. And I think it will continue until something changes there or they get some more playmakers because they are just terrible. All around terrible. I don't even think it's offensively for them. I think it's defensively. Well, well of course their defense sucks. But, I mean, their offense is – Futile. I mean, I mean they have Daniel Jones is injured. Daniel Jones. I mean, he's a rookie, but Daniel Shepard, Golden Tate, Evan Ingram, Saquon. Well, they got I mean, playmakers, but I think it comes down to play calling and execution, as yeah. does any NFL team, and they're just not executing. Like if you look at it on paper, sure, Evan Ingram, you know, a prototype tight end, you know, with speed, great catching ability. Sterling Shepard, great, you know, career in Oklahoma, he was good. You got like Golden Tate, you know, veteran receiver who goes up and gets the ball. Saquon, generational running back talent, as likely. But as check this out. But it's not but coming check together. This out. But see, check this out, though. These guys aren't even playing together. They're barely playing together. You know, you had Golden Tate who had a suspension. You got Sterling Shepard who's in and out of concussion protocol. Uh, Evan, Evan Ingram's been hurt as well. Saquon was hurt. It's, it's, this offense is just like, as much as we want to say it's not the problem, which, let's be real, Daniel Jones, who has what? Uh, I'm, I, the number lose me right now, but he has a hell of a lot of fumbles. He has a hell 10. of a lot of interceptions as well. Ten, what does he have? 20 turnovers already, right? Yeah, I think he has 20 turnovers. So, yeah. Well, he had 10 after the Bears game. I'm not sure what he has now. Um, he might have more. I'm not sure. I don't know if he played uh, – or I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know if I know he, he threw had a any I know he threw a pick last week. I'm, I'm looking now, but see, you know – 
it makes me wonder, all right, we thought Shermer was a good offensive coordinator, which I think he is. He did a good job that last year in Minnesota, which I still I still feel like if you're giving guys a, a, a job, if you're expecting them to take over your franchise based off of what they did for one year, that is so silly. It's yeah. silly, but he has he deserves more of a chance, honestly, yeah. Does he though? I mean, well, I, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, Daniel like Jones saying, does, but like, I don't know about team, Sherman. This man. team has it. No, 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 no. I'm talking. I'm talking about. Uh, well, you're talking about Shermer, correct? Because I'm thinking I wouldn't say he deserves a chance as head coach still, but I think he deserves a chance as a coordinator because, like you said, this oh, offense I mean, he's hasn't get that chance. Yeah, yeah, like this offense hasn't been on the field together healthy yet, and Daniel Jones is a rookie. Like we're not expecting. I mean, yeah, he has like high expectations being number six pick, but like. Did we expect him to come in and be, like, really good? Did we expect him to come in and be great? No, he's got to develop. So I wouldn't yeah, say, like, right. This man fumbled 15 yet, times, you guys. He yeah, 10, 10, 10 or lost. 10 or lost is what I'm saying. 10 Ooh, lost fumbles. 15, 15 fumbles, actual fumbles, which is unbelievable. Okay. Yeah. He's in um, rookie season Carson Wentz territory right there. Wow. Because, you know, no, Carson that's, had no, that's, that's worse than fumbles. Carson. That's, That's bad. Yeah, I wouldn't even compare the two. I just wanted to remind him that they cost him 14 people. Listen, it's okay. Just look at who he was playing with. Daniel Jones has played with better fucking options than Wentz had his rookie year. I we guess. Br- Brian Treggs. 14 fumbles. I mean, Bryce yeah. Treggs. Who, who the fuck was our running back? Brian Matthews? Oh, Get God. The fuck out of here. I mean, look, Wayne Gallman was getting snaps at, as a starting running back at one point this season. So, I mean, look, uh, I get what you're saying, and I agree, but still. Let's not act like they got a, 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 a plethora of weapons to really work with. I know They're what Jake was just what the Eagles had. I, I guess, but if you're never available, what does it matter? It, it is, that seems a constructed. I think DeAndre Baker was by far the worst uh, first round pick uh, they could have possibly got last year. They traded um, up for him too, which is stupid. I, I don't. That was silly. I don't know what the hell they were thinking behind that pick. There's a reason why he was sliding like that. But yeah, man. Anyways, but you know, just somebody else also throwing the hot seat mix as well as Matt Patricia, and it's yeah. funny because. Last year, before he got hired by the Lions, the, the the Patriots' defense was terrible with him. I mean, like, Belichick made it. Anytime your defense has to become a bend-but-don't-break defense, you're, you're not a good defense. You're, you're not a your, good defense. Yep. Your coach is teaching you to to force turnovers and just force field goals in the red zone. Like, nah, you're, you're not a good defense. And they got better after he left, significantly better after he left. So it's like, yeah. And then, and then look, look for instance, we watched the game last night. You see Quandre uh, Diggs making plays. Guess what team he came from? The Lions. Detroit. And yeah. Patricia didn't feel that he was good enough to play for his defense. You send him to another team. He's going to be going to the playoffs and making plays for another defense, possibly a shot at a Super Bowl. So, yeah. I mean, he's just been dumb all along. Like I mentioned to you guys before, anytime you got somebody with a pin behind the ear with the dry erase board right in front of them, like, come on, man. Like, I can't trust you. Everything you're doing is suspect. <laughs> he's, he, he's out of there. He should be out of there at least, but they want to do this little New England thing. They Their, their GM came from New England as well. They were trying to build something. I know Matt Stafford getting hurt sucks because he was having a career year. But the, they were winning in spite of the coach, not because of the coach or even with the coach. Yeah, you know, yeah. You because a great quarterback. So, you know, it's, it's funny. They watched Nick Foles put up 41 points in that Super Bowl and thought, man, that's our head coach right there. I, 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 I will never understand that. I, I, I won't. 
that defense was really terrible that year too. I remember that. Like all throughout the season, I'm not even just talking about the Super Bowl. That's what's crazy. But man, I man, listen, talk about bend but don't break defenses. Anyways, um, another. So let's, I was gonna say, let's go to another coach yeah, that we think yeah. deserves Dan, the axe. Dan Quinn is out of here. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn should be the one that got fired today. Not Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera yeah, is I did not somewhat in playoff contention. Ron Rivera. Like, yeah, like, yeah, it's like the Falcons, the way they started and the way they've just fell apart, like Dan Quinn refusing to, you know, give up play calling and just the way he just continues to sink this franchise. I don't know why he still has a coaching job. Maybe as a coordinator, like in the future, but like head coach, he's these a guys give up. These and, guys and, have given up. That's it. He's a good yeah. coordinator. If, if Dan Quinn is not fired, by next season or this season at the end, um, I'm going to be highly, highly surprised. It's going to take a, a, like one more embarrassing loss for them to fire him. They I think they'll get that. They still the got four Patriots. games to get that. <laughs> yeah, because they, they see what the Panthers just did. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, hmm, I think it's time to follow suit if they get blown out again. Like, losing to Tampa Bay like isn't like the worst thing in the world, but just in – but in the fashion of how they did it. Was how crazy would it be for uh, Ron Rivera to go to Atlanta and take over for Dan Quinn? That would be – I don't even know how that would even work out. I, I don't even know how – I can't even just see Ron Rivera, like, turning that – I mean, I know that team, like, has talent. You know, it's got some superstars. But I just you know, don't see I anyone see turning that. that team around right now. But Ron Rivera, like, going within the division, we've seen that type of stuff before. Players, yeah. coaches. I mean, you've you've seen it. Like you know, Julius Pepper goes to the Bears, or from the Bears to the Packers, and he's suddenly dominant again. Like you know, people go like interdivision all the time, and suddenly they have a rebirth. So, I don't know. Like you know, if it's the same for coaches, but wouldn't that be a fun story? Or I mean, it, it could be the opposite too. I mean, look at Demarco Murray. He went from the Cowboys. Yeah, to absolutely. Demarco Murray was. Chip Kelly thought he was a, a elusive back, and he would be a great replacement for Lashawn McCoy. But yeah, where what even happened? You know what? I'm not going to ask that because we're going to get in. We're going to we're going to talk about that forever. I just want to know what happened. He got to ran into the ground. He got ran into the ground. I saw that man. His workload. Yeah, yeah not, he he went to the Titans. Don't forget, he went to the Titans. Him and yeah, Derrick Henry split carries, and then. Mm. Didn't last long, though, but, and, and, you know, one more coach that we also got to mention, though, because when you said you mentioned something about losing to Tampa Bay, it just reminded me that uh, I, I read some reports earlier that there's a good chance that Doug Marone is going to be fired once the season's over. And I'm on the I've always been on the fence about Doug Marone because I'm not sure if I like him or if I don't. Like, I actually like him as a person, but not that I know him, but just his demeanor and how he acts. I like him, you know, I like how he acts, but what does he do, really? Like, yeah. they never really – Good offense, the yeah. defense, but the defense—he's not a defensive-minded coach. So I know that wasn't him, and I well, feel that's like this crazy. Tom Cough. So what? That's crazy. Then if he, I don't, yeah, what is he like? I know he was the head coach at. That's the thing. He's not. He was no. He was the head coach at Buffalo as well, and like they yeah, did nothing. Check us I mean, out. Well, no, but see, there was one year they went. Um, there was one year they went nine and seven or ten and six or something because the defense was good. But I'm trying to think, is because somebody else was their defensive coordinator, not him. That's what I'm saying. Like he doesn't have a track record of anything. And I really think, and I don't know if they were forcing him to play Foles, because I sat here and told you guys a few weeks ago that yeah. Foles had no business coming back into being the starter. You knew what he was. And and that's right. just his career. He's, he has the weirdest career ever. And it always involves broken collarbones. <laughs> But whatever, like he's just not good. And they they played him, they wasted, you know, they were like what they were like four and four at one point. You know, we talked about everybody in the AFC South was at least 500. 
and they proceeded to do nothing afterwards. You know, the Titans have gone five and one um, over the last month and a half, and the Jaguars have gone like what one and four, one and yep. five. I, don't, I think they've lost everything. Actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure they have. So he's on his way out of there, and I, and I think you know Tom Coughlin probably does end up becoming the coach there. Is it's it me or is that is that Jacksonville team and that coaching staff just the most uninspiring, like unenthused, like one in the NFL? Because like you just see nothing with them. Like there's no, like like you were saying, like Doug Marone. Like what's his identity? He's not a good offensive coordinator. He's not a good defensive coordinator. He's not like one of these culture guys that you know brings energy and you know spirit into the locker room. Like what is Doug Marone? I'll tell you what he is. He's about to be fired. That that Look, team is going to be somebody... interesting in the off season. For sure, because it is. And Jalen Ramsey saw this that? coming. Jalen Ramsey Foles, knew this coming, I mean, I mean, so he wanted to get Foles out of there. With thirty-three million, you're going to go with uh, Minshew. You're not going back to Foles. Yeah, no. I, so think, that's I think, think the Foles experiment's done. And, and check this out. Check this out. Dave Caldwell. It's time to get the scissors, buddy. Because guess what? He's been there since Gus Bradley. So you got yeah. the old Gus Bradley. You was here for this coach as well, which that also means you drafted Blake Bortles. You gave Blake yeah. Bortles that uh you that fifth year extension. You brought him back, you know. So it was just like, how many times do you get to mess up with quarterbacks? Nobody else was trying to give Foles the amount of money they gave Foles. You know, they bid against themselves. Yep. So you got to be out of there too. So they got a lot of decisions to make down there in Jacksonville. You they know, do. Tom Coughlin's not going anywhere. So somebody's got some decisions to make. We got any other coaches that we think are uh, getting the hammer at the end of the offseason? Jason Garrett. We have Jason, Garrett. Jason Garrett. We know this is not going to happen, but it needs to. Oh, no. no, no, no. Let, let's stop this now. It's I not going to, but it no, needs no, 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 to. This happened. I 100% have to think it's happening. I, no, it's I need it to. I'm so Jerry tired Jones of seeing him. Crying. I'm so tired of it. Jerry Jones was crying at the end of that game against the Bills because he knew and he finally came to the realization that he has to fire him. And Jason Garrett is just so mediocre, man. He's just so mediocre. He's got to go at this point. Did y'all see that Jason Garrett quote? Not Jason Garrett. uh, Jerry Jones quote from earlier where they asked him about uh, would uh, uh, Jason Garrett be coaching next year? And he was like, yeah, Jason Garrett will be a coach in the NFL next year. He didn't say here. He didn't say in Dallas. He just said he'd be coaching. He's gone. He's gone. He ain't lying. It, I think this is the most like uninspired like Jer- or Jerry Jones that we've seen so far regarding Jason Garrett's you know status as Dallas he's Cowboys coach. I he's think he's up. just like because you know he's always been a hardcore you know do or die like I'm with Jason Garrett no matter what. But yeah. like now you kind of see some you know like uh, you see some hesitancy with you know Jerry Jones. You're like ah uh, well I'm not too sure. Like you can just kind of tell his demeanor's changed, and I think everything needs to change in Dallas. You know regarding the coaching and everything like that. Um, but we knew this. We've known this for a long time. Jason Garrett has all the weapons he possibly could need on offense. He has Zeke. Dak Prescott's been a really good quarterback. That defense was really good last year. Like I mean you've got like a lot better team than you've had. I'm sorry, Amari Cooper, of course, top five receiver. Um, but you've got like more weapons and you know more players than you've had in years past. Like this team is not bad on paper, but like it just comes down to coaching, play calling, and execution. And right now with Jason Garrett, which we never have gotten, it, they're not doing that. And I think it's time to go. I think it's time for him to just get out of there and uh, start anew elsewhere. I don't think he's a terrible coach because obviously he's been around in the Dallas Cowboys organization for a long time for a reason. Um, but he's overstayed his welcome and, you know, it's just mediocrity with Dallas. They never really progress. And if they do, it's very, very like, you know, 
I guess not much, really not much at all. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of noticeable like on offense, but like as far as win loss record, we don't really see much improvement. Um, and especially not in playoff wins. So uh, I think it's time. I think it's time for Jason Garrett and uh, a couple other coaches to go. The best part and about you know, the Jason Garrett more... thing oh, is, I was going to say, the best part about the Jason Garrett thing is that if he gets fired, I can see him going to the Giants. He's oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I need him to stay. The NFC East deserves a little bit better after what they've given us. No, we don't. We, we, we okay, don't well, you're an better. NFC East fan, so you're well, you're a cow, you're an uh, Eagles fan, so I mean, I guess you'll stand by that. But I, I 16 and 32, East like that's not the type work. of product. Like the NFC East, I honestly think, and I've said this a couple times, and I know this is kind of like cliche or, you know, kind of outlandish, but like – they need to just start taking the top teams. Like the NFC East, they don't. No one from that division deserves to be in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. say, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Two. Okay, before 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 we before we get too far in it, just two more things that I want to mention real quick is one team that we're obviously forgetting is Washington. They're yep. on their interim head coach right now, so they're going to be getting somebody else in there. And because I really want to get to Jake's point, I'm not even going to really go too deep into this right here, but. Anthony Lynn charges. Think about yep. that because if Phillip Rivers is gone out of there this season, mm-hmm. they might just want to go ahead and start a new since they ran Los Angeles again. So keep that one in mind. But Jake, to your point, because somebody tweeted this about the San Francisco 49ers earlier, it doesn't matter. Win your damn division. Because you know what? I'm already starting to see 49ers fans and some of them in the media out there complaining that there's going to be a chance that they have to go to Dallas or some not they have yeah so, yeah they have to go to Dallas or some BS about them having to go on the road even though they're going you to probably be a 12 13 win team just win okay you got a chance to write shit for the rest of the for the rest of the season how often do we really come across teams that are eight and eight or worse it's only been like four for the last 20 years, I want to like, or I think four over the last 20 plus years that's happened. And the last one was the Panthers that was seven, eight and one. That division was a train wreck that year, mm-hmm. but it doesn't happen that often. So, you know, I, I, I don't believe I, I believe in divisions. Dang it. So I'm like, you know what? Win it. You know, win your division, do what you're supposed to. You know, as far as the 49ers go, you shouldn't have lost to Russell Wilson already. You shouldn't have lost to Lamar Jackson. You should have did what you were supposed to, but you didn't. So if you got to go on the road, oh, well, too damn bad, you know. I 100% agree with that because at the end of the day, it's it's all about winning. And, you know, winning teams don't make excuses. I mean, winning teams make wins. And, uh, I mean, yeah, like just all it comes down to is just win, win your division. The NFC East is not a hard division to win. I mean, it's a 16 and 32, you know, combined record division. I mean, win your division, you're in simple as that. Can't wait to see San Fran lose to, to, to either Dallas or Philly in the first round of the playoffs. Oh, that would be so great for the NFL. Like, Oh, just hearing everybody complain that you end up losing to the team that you were complaining about. And it's just like, okay, were you actually a better team than the team you were complaining about, or what? Like that's 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 gonna be interesting in these next few weeks. I I want to see how all this is gonna transpire. Like I said, I want it to be a bunch of anarchy before, like weeks. You just want to like, see everything blow up. Every, you just you just want to see mass chaos. You just want to see mass chaos. I just want to see mass chaos. I do. I do. Like now that I'm checked out from the Eagles and I'm just like focused on the NFL in general, I just want to see playoff implications all over the place, not just like, oh, you got all this shit clinched before week 17 even starts. Like, I don't want that. I want to see like seeds change. I want to see teams get eliminated last week of the season. Like, that's all I want to see. Just well, speaking of playoff implications, 
Shall we yeah. take it to Thursday night? Let's take it to Thursday night. Let's All talk right, let's about take week... it to Thursday night. Is this week 14? Man, this, this, this is man. week 14. Man. Well, let's talk about it. Cowboys at Bears, Jake. Whew. All right. All right. Uh, well, for one, um, if the Bears lose, this their season is over. Yep. Let's, let's get that, you know, straightened out. Um, but <laughs> – uh, going back to the Thanksgiving game, um, that Bears team looked a whole lot different. Like, Mitch Trubisky was actually confident in his throws. And I know everyone's going to say it's the Lions, and, you know, he did it He did it earlier against the year, earlier in the year against the Lions as well. But, like, it's not about who he was playing. It's about how he was playing that team. Like, he's making confident throws. He's stepping up in the pocket. He's looking at his first, second, and third reads. He's not force-feeding Allen Robinson. He played really well. And I'm not going to sit here and lie because – I'm not really the biggest Mitch Trubisky supporter. I know I've been on record for saying that. I like the guy. I'm not a fan of the player as much, but he played good. And give credit where credit is due. He played really good. 29 of, of 38, 338 yards, three touchdowns, and that lone interception. Um, that's a good game, regardless of who you're playing. You know, and beat whoever's on your schedule. Simple as that. You know, it comes down to you know whoever it is, beat them. And uh, that's exactly what he did. Now. I mean, a lot of people, especially the media and a lot of, you know, outsiders think this team's given up on Mitch and this team has given up on themselves. And it's so cliche because when there is turmoil in the locker room, a lot of a lot of, I guess, the narrative, I guess a lot of narratives are that, oh, well, we won't give up. This team won't turn on each other. And, and you know, as fans, we're sitting here like, OK, like that's BS. You know, this team has given up. This team doesn't believe in each other. They're playing uninspired. Like we see what we see. But like if you look at the Bears locker room and uh, Mitch was mic'd up on Thursday, by the way. So if you look at the Bears locker room and Mitch was mic'd up on Thursday and he the, the energy and the attitude that, that team had. It really wasn't a team that's given up. And I'm kind of stunned because I think, you know, earlier in the year when we were, you know, four and six, that Matt Nagy was just kind of BSing everyone that's saying, hey, you know, everything's good. You know, this team won't give up. This team will fight. And, you know, that's so just cliche to say. Because that's what you want to say to the media. You're not going to say, oh, we're going to go out there and lose. We, we've given up on ourselves. Sure, you may have, but that's not something you want to, you know, lead on to the media or lead on to your team because that's not the confidence that you want to have. But this team really hasn't given up, and I'm, I'm kind of impressed by that because a lot of teams would have packed it in by now with, you know, 30th-ranked offense and um, 30th-ranked uh, rushing and passing uh, offense. So that's just terrible. But this team hasn't given up, and they, they're playing confident. Uh, two wins in a row, you know, be it against the Giants and Lions, this team's playing confident. They're playing as a team. They're playing with one another, for one another. Um so regarding the Thursday night game, I think if they can, you know, continue that and, you know, this is Chicago, this is Soldier Field um, in December, windy, rainy, like this is, you know, the conditions that the Cowboys are not used to. Um, and you saw how they fared in a bad weather game in New England and they didn't play well. And I mean, they're not used to these conditions. They're used to, you know, perfectly renovated $100 million AT&T stadium with, you know, 60 degree weather, like all the time. Like, that's not it. Like, you know, it's going to be 20 degrees Thursday. Like, that's not the type of the game that you think the Cowboys are going to be that I'm used to. Um, Chicago is going to be right at home for this game, um, figuratively and literally. Um, I think this Cowboys team is is very shell-shocked, I guess, because, you know, they came out 3-0 and they came out pretty hot and, you know, albeit against, you know, the three worst teams in the NFL at that time and going forward, um, I was never a believer in them. But 
I just think the Bears have a lot more to play for because the Cowboys, like, yeah, they lose, you know, they're six and seven, but they can still win their division and they can still like be in the Bears. If they lose, like, that's it. They got the hardest remaining schedule in the league. They got Pat Mahomes. They got Rodgers. And they got uh, they got to face Minnesota in Week 17 in a must-win game if they do win out. So the, I think this Bears team's playing with confidence, and I think they're playing with a lot more to lose. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to go with the Bears on Thursday. Um, I just think it's going to be one of those ugly, you know, sloppy games. It's Thursday night, you know, obviously um, short week. I know the Bears played on Thursday, but regardless, Thursday is not usually the day for football for them. So I think it's going to be one of those weird games, but. I overall think this Bears team is um, is more cohesive at the at the time, and uh, they, especially if they get some guys back, you know, going forward like Akeem Hicks and Dan Trevathan are expected to be back at some point this year. Uh, this team could possibly get back to that twenty eight defense, twenty eighteen defensive form. That'd be nice. But regarding Thursday, um, I'm gonna go with the Bears, man. I, I'm I'm kind of believing in the Bears at the moment. I'm not gonna say believing in them bully or, you know, for the future or down the road. But I think they can at least get the job done on Thursday versus the Cowboys. Man, as I sit here and think about this one, it's it's pretty tough. I'm not going to lie, but I'm going to tell you what. I got to go with the Bears, man. I got to go with the Bears to lose this one. I got the Cowboys winning this one just because <laughs> the, Bears, the Bears are going to lose this game on a final no. drive. I feel it in my soul, man. Man. I feel it in my soul. I was, like, I was literally wow. about to say the words respect. I was no. uttering the words respect, and then you said the word lose. So that's noted. I don't care who the Steelers play this week, <laughs> no. but I got whoever is against the Steelers. I don't care. Oh, they played the Bills, right? No, no. That's next week. Who's the, who the Steelers play? Who's the Steelers by the Cardinals? All right, Red yes. Sea, baby. I'm going with the Cardinals by 50. Don't even ask me my pick. Yeah. I'm going with the Cardinals. Baby. Don't care. Look, man, I feel like this is going to be a really – I feel like this is going to be a really close and competitive game, and I feel like this – look – Look, if we look at the NFL as being in tears, right? And I think that da- the first Dallas and Philly game really meant something because we're going to look at Dallas and Philly being similar teams. And I put the Bears in that mix as well. And we're really trying to figure out right now who's going to be the king of the hill. Of course, the Bears only have one shot to make it into the playoffs, and that's through a wild card. And the Cowboys and the Eagles still have the NFC East. And you know who else is a long shot right now? The Bucks. The Bucks have quietly been winning. They're five and seven. They were two and seven a little while ago, but we'll get to them later. But my thing with the Bears is just that I told you guys about that false hope. And the Bears have been playing a lot better. Defense has been playing a lot better as of late. But I just feel like this game is going to come down to Dak needing to make a drive, and Dak's going to make that drive. And it's going to come down to Mitch needing to make that drive. And I don't have that faith in Mitch to do it, man. I don't. I really don't. It's nothing personal. You know, granted, I, did, I didn't have to set you up like that. I really sat here and thought about that one hard before I did it. I was like, let me, <laughs> let me word it right because I, I want them to believe it, and I'm going to take that belief right back. Just like the Bears are going to do with y'all in this playing well in November, just a little bit. I know, granted, they should have beat the Rams. They beat the Rams. This is a whole different conversation for a lot of different things. But I'm sorry, Jake. I got to take the Cowboys on this one. It's going to be a close game. It might be a little ugly at times, but – uh, that's that's noted. That's noted. I don't think I'm picking the Steelers the rest of the year. You could you could have just picked the Cowboys and it would have been a little less disrespectful. But the way you set it up, like you know, you gave me false hope. You know, like I was about to say respect, but uh, yeah, I, don't, I think I'm picking against the Steelers all year now. So you've made your own grave. Not lying. It. Uh, 
I'm I'll gonna fly in that playoff grade. Trust me, I will. At least one of us. <laughs> but that's not the point. Go ahead, go ahead, Reed. Mm-hmm. Give me the Cowboys because I have a theory. Whenever I pick the Cowboys, the opposite happens. It's happened every single time, actually. Now that I really think about it, except for the Eagles game. The Eagles game comes because the Eagles suck. But the Bills, nope. The Jets, nope. I think everybody picked. The Patriots, so that doesn't count really because we all expected the Patriots to win that game. Um, what's that thing? What's up? Oh, you picked the Cowboys? I picked the Cowboys. Yeah, I've been getting burned by them. I mean, I'm sorry, I've been getting burned by them all season. <laughs> <laughs> man, okay. that, that was never said. We, we do what you did, we do what you did. <laughs> But anyway, like I said, I've been burned by them all season, so it it is you know I yeah I I, I I gladly admit I took that L man. I thought they was gonna beat the Patriots. I really did. We, we we're gonna see though. Uh, my, my honest like analysis of this game, like I don't know the Cowboys in like bad weather or cold weather will always be really intriguing because like there's there's times where Dak doesn't play as he doesn't play as terrible as he did in like New England. Like, I think he can play in bad weather games, but I don't know, man. It's such an iffy team. Like, one one week they look like the team to beat, and next week they look like the one of the worst teams in the league. Like, I, I'll never. Well, I do understand it's the coaching, but we'll see. It's a Thursday night. Weird things happen on Thursday night. I can very well see this game going either way. I can, but. For my sake of my own theory that I have going on, I'm going to pick the Cowboys because I want the opposite to happen. So really, think about this, Jake. I really want the Bears to win, but I'm picking the Cowboys so the Bears can win. So the Bears win. I respect it. I respect it. You're a good man. Go Eagles, whoever they play this week. We're gonna lose. That's some BS. No, he's he's trying to buy his way out of that. No, no, that, no, no. no. He he's he's no. had this theory because no, I had the same no, no, theory no, 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 earlier no. in the year. I had the same theory uh, theory early in the year. I pick against the Bears and the Bears win. So I understand that. Yo, I understand that. That's your team, though. He Re- also Re- didn't set me up, and you know, Re- to, trying to, to break my No, yes, he is. He's playing mind games with you and your beliefs. That's not but true. The Cowboys, I've but never because mind some of- games with the Bears. I never have done that. Never. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm not buying that. But I'm, I, I will buy what your pick I this week. With the Bears? You, you don't. Res- you don't respect my team, sir. Oh yeah. Whoa. <laughs> at all. At you, all. Listen, listen. Listen. That's only because every time the Bears win, I see Jake or Darius on the timeline being like, "We still have a chance. We got to do this, this, and that." And that. And like, well, that's the same thing with y'all. Look at the Eagles. No, I get that. I get that. We have a better shot than you guys do. I mean, well, that's just because your division, the teammate. That's not because the team's really better. Y'all are five and seven. That's besides the point. We beat y'all. But anyways, oh my god, (laughs) (laughs) you want to go with that? Hey man, look at my QB. My QB had ten completions that week. Listen, man, you you set it up that way. I I had to say it. You made me say it. But, but yeah, just for time's sake. I have a theory, so I'm going with the Cowboys. This is not a buy game, Dane. I don't know what you're talking about. That's not. There's no. Buy Look, game. I'm I'm very privy to what you're doing. All right, just because Jake is doesn't mean I ain't. I'm the oldest one out of us. Remember that. I'm a little wiser. All right, I, I peep game. All right. 
right, man. All right. All right. When when the Bears win, just remember you heard it first. You heard it. When first. the Bears win, I'm popping champagne. Same, same. Because we're. Hold up, but remember, hold up. Do we, do we? Are we? Are we still going to keep up with the surprise? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, the surprise podcast uh, Thursday night if the Bears win, like we uh, said a couple weeks ago. I just remember we can, that. We can do it. We can. If, if the Bears win on Thursday, oh, I'll be down, of course. Yeah, let's do if it. If they lose, don't talk to me. But if they win, sure. <laughs> oh, right. I'm, I'm with it. Okay, I'm with it. let's cool. do it. All right, we're moving into our next game, probably the boringest game of the week because of what just happened today: the Panthers at the Falcons. Ooh, that's a gross game. Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm going Falcons. I'm, I'm going Falcons too. I'm going. Well, Falcons you know what? Too. You're going I'm Panthers. Going. I'm going with the Panthers because the interim head coach is a black man, and I have no other reason to pick for this game either way. So there we go. All right, there you go. I feel you know what? You know, you know what's beautiful about this. You know, if you look at any other like TV show, you know, regarding NFL or like NFL picks, sometimes they're just short, sweet, and to the point. Like Dane said, he's black. I got the Panthers. There you go. Boom. Done. There we go. Next game. Next. Some games just don't need to be talked about, and this is one of them. No playoff yeah. implications. No hope for these teams. It just next. Well, this next game definitely hey. has to be talked about because we have the Ravens at the Bills. Ooh. Anybody can go first. I'll go first. I'll go first. Go ahead. Go um, ahead. The way the way the Ravens won on Sunday was so fitting. Um, you know, grind it out, gritty game. Justin Tucker sealing the game. That's a beautiful win for the Ravens all around. And Lamar Jackson was facing one of the better defenses in the NFL. And I know his stats weren't flashy. You know, 100 pass yards, 100 rush yards. Okay, that's nothing like, you know, we usually see from Lamar Jackson. But he got the job done. He made plays when he needed to make plays. You know, he scored the ball when he needed to score the ball. Um, that's the type of Ravens win that I was expecting. Um, and this Bills defense, this Bills defense is really – I was not a believer – at first, and I know Dane was. Dane was always a believer in the Bills' defense, and it kind of sold me on that because they've been really good. And, you know, the Cowboys had the number one offense statistically coming into Thanksgiving, and um, they pretty much shut them down. I mean, obviously, oh, it was only like an 11-point game. Yeah, I mean, it was an 11-point game, but it was not that close. It was never that close. And, uh, I mean, Zeke had that one big run, but other than that, he didn't really do much. Um, Amari Cooper, I mean, he had a pretty good day. But, I mean, the Bills – the Bills did what they had to do. They stopped the number one offense statistically, and they did a really good job, you know, on the road. Like, that's not an easy place to play. Um, but regarding Sunday, I, this is not Dallas. This is Lamar Jackson, and this is a much harder guy to game plan for. He can run it. He can throw it, you know, and then you have, you know, running back like Mark Ingram. He can run it. And then you got, you know, speedy wide receivers on the edge. Like, I mean, this team is not Dallas. It's better than Dallas by a lot. Um, but, man, like, I, I'm not I'm not against the Bills by any means. Don't think that. Because um, I do think they are good. I just don't believe in them being contenders and hanging with the big guns. And what the Ravens are, are the big gun. They're a really good team. Um, for that reason, I just don't think – I just don't think they have it in them to beat this type of team. They might yeah. – Get a couple of signature wins here and there, but um, give me the give me the Ravens on Sunday. Okay. All right, so I'm I'm, I'm sitting here once again torn because look, the Steelers fan in me needs the Ravens to win out, not win out. I need the I need the Steel the Ravens to win their next three games 
lock up the number one seed so they can rest their starters week 17 and we can just feast on RG3. I would much rather that. But at the same time, I'm keeping it a buck with you guys. Uh, the 49ers front seven and overall defense, they – I can't say they kept Lamar Jackson in check since he technically still ran for 100, but he only threw for 105. And that wasn't because it was so easy to run. He had the, he had the scratch and claw for every yard he could get. He, he was just that special that he made it happen. Josh Allen is not Lamar Jackson. And I understand that. Now, I kind of had that backwards. Say that one more time. All right, the, the Bills' defense is not the 49ers' defense, but it's still really good. And the, 49, and the Bills' uh, defense, the front seven – it's pretty special as well, and their defensive line, I should say. And uh, we've been seeing Ed Oliver included. He's been getting after it as of late, and the, the entire front seven is coming along, and I really think they can't necessarily contain Lamar Jackson because there's no such thing as containing him, but I think they can make the game really difficult on him. And I'm totally going against with what I really want to pick here, but I'm going to take the Bills, and I think this game is going to be probably just a little bit more uglier than the 49ers game. I think we're going to actually see a few Lamar Jackson turnovers. I think he's still going to make his plays, but I got the Bills in a really close one because guess what? Now you're going against another mobile quarterback on the other sideline, and it's a big boy. You know, you're going to have to hit him a couple times. He ain't just going to fall down to the ground, and he's going to want to take some of them hits. Josh Allen still, he's not reckless, but contact doesn't scare the man. You know, he's pretty fearless. And so I think this is going to be another close game, but give me the Bills, and I'm thinking something like 24 to 22 or something like that. Hmm. You know, I was along the lines of thinking this is going to be a 27-24 type of game, maybe 31-27. I I actually think it's going to be a higher scoring than we actually think because both defenses have their holes. Like the Bills' front seven is really good. But they can still be ran on. Like, that's no right. secret. And then you look at the Ravens, and they have their holes on defense as well. And this I got, is- hold up. To your point, though, real quick, Rick, to your point, though, I kind of feel like this is going to be a game where they're going to sell out for the run, and they're going to want Lamar to beat them with the pass because they do have some nice DBs. Okay. They do have a pretty good secondary back there. They're very good with a pass do. defense. And so you want you want him to play into that. You know, like if they sell out on the run, look, I've always wondered this about teams. Like, you know, we if you played high school football, I'm sure you played against somebody in the wishbone. You just simply had somebody. You take this person, you take that person, you take Lamar. Now, yeah. granted, it's easier said than done. I understand that. But – I've just been curious watching these different teams. Like, teams aren't really selling out or trying to get creative to stop him. They're just, like, letting him impose his will on them. And I don't yeah. think Bills is going to be one of their teams. But I didn't mean to interrupt you, man. Go ahead. I just wanted to get that point. Oh, no, no. no, 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 no. That's, that's a very valid point. I'm not, I'm not against that at all. But um, like, like I was saying, I mean, I, I do think this is going to be, like, a higher scoring game than we actually realize. I do think it's going to be, like, 31-27, 31-27, 31-28. Somewhere along the lines of that, um, I'm actually really torn as well because I do like the Bills. <laughs> like I, I, I never like once was like, oh man, like I'm, I'm off the Bills bandwagon because of they the losses they incurred. Because I mean, they lost to Eagles. You know, never mind. Anyways, anyways, but um, <laughs> I, I was I was I was gonna make a point and I said the Eagles. I don't know where I was going with that, so never mind what I was about to say. Um, but actually, I'm going to pick the Bills as well in this game. Um, I don't have a real like gigantic reason as to why. I just feel like this is going to be a high scoring game. This is going to be like 
the really, really big signature of Josh Allen win. I know you can call last week a signature win for Josh Allen because it was at Dallas and it was on Thanksgiving, and this kind of put them on the map. But just think about the implications for this game for a second. If the Bills win, they'll have the same record as the Ravens. And also, depending on what happens with the Patriots, they could very well end up being first place in the division. Like, that's some that's the, one of the storylines that no one's really paying attention to. So they could be the one seed in the AFC, right? If they win this game, depending on what happens with the Chiefs. That's yeah. The, that that is something that I didn't pay much attention to either. But this is another another important game for that reason as well. And damn it, I can't change. I'm not changing my pick. But man, I would love for the Ravens not to have anything to play for Week 17. But wow, I didn't I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah. The the winner against this game basically would have the one seed. I think the Ravens already have it, but still. So I, I think I'm gonna go with the Bills and the upset. I, I guess you call it an upset because the the Ravens are five and a half point favorites. But yeah, give me give me the Bills. But I can see this game going either way. I really can. Um, our next game, we have the Bengals at the Browns. Not sure if you guys want to actually talk about this game, even though mm. I can see the Bengals end up winning this game. But it doesn't matter because it's going to be yeah. boring. I'm taking the Bengals just because I don't like either team. You know what? I like the Browns a whole lot less right now. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry, the listeners. I don't have <laughs> any insightful analysis on this right now. I just don't like Cleveland. So, hey, let's go Bengals. Who they? Seize the day. Let's I'm gonna go. go with, I'm gonna go with the Bengals too. They're playing hard. They put Dalton back in the starting lineup. That yeah, I'm Browns, going with the Bengals as well. The Browns aren't good. I don't have any reasons to think that, that the Browns are gonna go like come in and bully. They're not bullying any team. They're they're not. That's not the type of team that they are. It's just not gonna happen. Um, Pittsburgh for, started it. <laughs> that's so. That's such a sissy T-shirt. Like I don't know why they even thought of that idea, but. That sounds like such a four four year old sort of saying, like like who cares? Like that's not even the point. But anyways, um yeah. Give me give me the Bengals. I, I can see them pulling off this quote unquote upset. If if you're not gonna take the Bengals to for money line for gamblers, eight and a half points is kind of significant for the Browns because I don't think they're blowing out any team, like I said. They'll have the spurts every once in a while. But against bad teams, they're just not the type of team to actually come through and, and, and do that. So, no. Um, our next game, we have the Redskins at the Packers. Not sure if you guys want to actually talk about this one as well. No, Let's Packers. Packers. Could, Packers. Could be a track game. But anyways. Um, it could be. You're right. It could be. You saw it for Carolina, but Carolina is also not Green Bay, and Green Bay has got something to play for. Hey, man. Well, hold up, you guys. We, we, we would – we would also be we would also be failing, you know, doing our jobs if we didn't mention that once again, the Packers can't stop the run. The Redskins are trying their damnedest to run the ball really well. They did really uh, you had well guys run for like guys ran for one twenty nine. The AP ran for ninety nine. So hey, yeah, almost that two hundred yard rushes. That's pretty good. And you know what? It, even if it means just something, I saw that PFF gave Dwayne Haskins an 85 grade, even though he only threw for like 150 yards. So whatever that means, you guys, we're all still taking the Packers, but you're right. It could be a trap game, but that's... I hope it is. I, I hope it is. Hey, shake some stuff up. I'm with it. Hey. Pa- Packers. I love Packers dysfunction at- NFC. Yeah, same. 
Packers as the 13-point favorites is, is, is really interesting as well. For all we know, they can come out there and blow, blow them out. I mean, they, they handled the Giants pretty well. So, like, there's no reason why they can't handle the Redskins. But the Redskins, I feel like, are in a – I don't know. I don't know if about better position. Know. But they're playing harder than what the Giants are doing. Like, they're, they're, they're playing hard for, for Coach Callahan. They are. Winning two in a row. Hey, well, I mean, one team has a running back. The other one doesn't, so. Yeah. Wow. That, that was. Hey. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It Saquon is. Saquon is as shell as what he was last year, but I know it's due to injury. Hey, I mean, everyone has a sophomore slump, and, I mean, with a high, spray, high ankle sprain like that, and like I was saying earlier, if it's completely relying on your agility and your footwork and, you know, making moves, and there's no reason he should really be on the football yeah, field he, that soon. So shut him down. Just, just shut him down. There's no point in furthering his injury. I agree. We're moving on to this next game, another 13-point favorite game. Wow. We have the Vikings at home against the Lions. Not mm. you guys want to actually talk about this one. I'm picking up Vikings. I don't have any. I have even I less than I want the Lions Vikings. to win so bad. But they're not going to. Vikings. <laughs> Vikings. <laughs> But I want yeah. the Lions to win so bad, like more than my next breath. If the Lions, if the Lions win on Sunday, I'll be a happy guy. But uh, That's, I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah, because then you know the Bears, the Bears game against uh, Minnesota doesn't become as you know much, I guess, needed because you know the Vikings lose to Green Bay, and then you know it goes down to the best division record at that point on Week 17, and the Bears have a three and one division record right now. So. Hmm. We'll see. Yes. We're moving on to this next game. Another really interesting game. The 49ers at the Saints. Like I said, it's, a, it's a quite a few good games. That yeah, that's a really good. Is that, is that America's game of the week? Uh, it's, I mean, this no, is another it's one, a one o'clock game. What this is one, with hey. these really good one o'clock games that are not nationally televised? Like 49ers, <laughs> Texans. Like, I know that was a blowout, but like, that should have been not. A noon game, and then you got last week. I don't know, man. It's kind of questionable to me. But ratings are going ratings are going to be really high on both networks. Both oh yeah, Fox oh yeah, and, oh. and uh, CBS. It's in New Orleans, correct? Uh, yes, yes, it is. Man, this going to be a New weird Orleans matchup. Hasn't played anybody yet. New Orleans hasn't played anybody yeah, since Dallas. They really haven't, and their division's been terrible. So I mean, they they've really had a pretty much cakewalk. And the Saints um, haven't looked all that like. Yeah, they haven't been as like been dominant good, since like week seven. That, yeah, they they haven't been they haven't had like any impressive wins like they haven't. Their last um, like dominant win I'd say was against Chicago, but I mean, they only won by eleven still. But still, like other than that, I mean, they beat Tampa Bay, but like, they, I mean, they barely snuck by Carolina. I mean, if it wasn't for Joey Sly missing that you know kick, like they would have lost. I don't know. I want to take the 49ers on this. I kind I'm of believe the in them right now, too. and I'm not, and I'm wrong. I'm going to admit that I was wrong. I was wrong about the 49ers, but a lot of people were. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I was the only one there. But I was wrong with the 49ers because um, on paper, you know, starting the year, you know, with this type of team, um, Garoppolo you know, quarterback, exactly Garoppolo, you know, quarterback coming off that ACL injury, you probably didn't expect much, but you know, with the way they play called, you know, with Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, and uh, you know that running back committee of Breda, Tevin Coleman. Um, and Raheem Mostert as well. He's been coming on really strong lately. That team yeah. is really good. It's got a lot of weapons. You saw Mostert, I mean, run for 146 yards last week against the Ravens. So that's pretty good uh, to have that, you know, that ability to just kind of space it out and, you know, give it to really any guy. Um, I was wrong about the 49ers. Um, and I'm going to continue 
um, to go with them. Uh, yeah, give me give me the Forty Nine ers on Sunday. When's the last time you've seen a trio a trio of running backs being that that good, good. and like, that fast like, too? I, I, that I, fast. I, I, they are speedy yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a better comparison because I was going to say like Earth, Wind, and Fire was with uh, Ward, Brandon Jacobs, and um, I know I'm missing the other guy. Or, uh, Bradshaw, Ahmad Bradshaw, Ahmad Bradshaw, yeah, yeah. But I'm not sure, honestly. I haven't seen, a, I haven't seen like this type of committee in a long time. It's that's definitely something that needs to be talked about more because it's really. And if they had, if they had Jarek McKinnon, it'd not be often. Four, it'd be four running backs, like and another fast running back at that too. Jarek yeah. McKinnon can blaze, so they would have McKinnon, Coleman, Breida, uh, and and Moser. That that's crazy. That is crazy. Hey, I just I just like to take the opportunity to remind everybody that Le'Veon Bell had a chance to sign with the 49ers and he signed with the Jets. Let me drop the true. mic real quick. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. We all knew he this. We, every, we, I don't think any of us out of this out of this crew agreed with that Le'Veon signing. I knew at the beginning of the year we all thought the Jets might be a little more competitive, you know, because they actually got a decent defense, you know, at on paper at the start of the year with Mosley and a couple other guys, but I don't think we ever bought into the Jets or let alone bought into Le'Veon Bell. I don't buy in the Gates either. I don't buy in the Gates. No, I'm never buying Gates. No, no, no. I'll never buy an Adam Gates. I saw enough of him in Chicago and – yeah, yeah, Gates didn't want Bell, man. So it's like, why would I ever buy into it? You know, Gates does not belong in the NFL in any in anything. I don't think he's a good coordinator. I know he had a good year, you know, with Jay Cutler and everything. Well, yeah, that's great, but that was five years ago. But like, I just don't think he belongs in the NFL. He doesn't. I really don't. He doesn't. He doesn't even like you know like the guys don't want to play for him. You see, this is an uninspired team. You know, like there's complete questions about you know if he belongs. You know what he is as a leader. Like you just see these guys not even playing for him. They don't even like the guy. So I don't hey, know. This is a, this is a good chance for another segue. But real quick, because I didn't make my pick, I'm gonna take the 49ers as well. Um, good man. Good man. What about yourself? I'll pick, I'll pick the 49ers. Yeah. You pick 40 on a suit. Well, yeah. all right. I, I might have missed that part. We got a little we because it just came to me like, you know what? We might as well jump into the next game, which is Dolphins and the Jets, because they play at one o'clock too. Yep. And I'll tell you guys, I you know what? Right I'm about to say, I'm taking the Dolphins. We spent all that time crashing Gase. You think I'm about to pick his team? Hell no. Nope. Hey, give me the nope. give me the Dolphins. The Dolphins, the Dolphins, already beat the Dolphins are a different team. And I know they that already the Dolphins beat are the Dolphins, and you look on paper, like, hey, the Dolphins are this, but like the Dolphins play football. They're trying to win games, and they play inspired football because they like their coach. They like their culture. They're not about losing. They're not about this you know, terrible play calling. They want to win, and you can see that these guys aren't going to roll over and be some slouches. Unlike the Jets organization with their coach and with their players, they don't care, and they suck, and they're futile, and it's a completely different organization, and uh, I'm going with the Dolphins on Sunday. It, it took us to lose to the Dolphins for me to realize that they weren't actually tanking. I can't yeah, believe it no. took me this long. To I, didn't, I don't think we believe that either. I think, you know, when they said it, like every – okay, let's be real. Any team that's like 0-7 or like that bad or 0-8 or, you know, like failing throughout like the sports season and the coach comes out and says, hey, we're not tanking. And obviously that's the reaction you're going to get from your coach. You're not going to publicly say that because of possible punishment and, you know, you don't want to instill that image on your team. But I think everyone thought the Dolphins were tanking. After they ran a zero blitz against Steelers on Monday Night Football – and yeah, I think they're like, yeah, okay, yeah. like this team doesn't care. Like we know what this team is, but as of the past few weeks, like I don't think this team's tanking. I think they want to win. I think they're playing hard for their coach, and I think they're playing really well. So yeah, 
Dolphins on Sunday. The Jets are terrible. Happy for Brian Flores, man. Yeah, man. He deserves it. Hasn't given up on him. You know, good for them. Absolutely. Um, Our next game, we have the Colts at the Buccaneers. What happened to the Colts, man? What happened? Well, injuries happened, for one. Injuries happened. Marlon Mack, Eric Ebron went to back to being first-round pick Eric Ebron for the Lions, not oh, 15 he, red zone touchdowns, so. basically. Exactly. So, I mean, everyone and, knew coming into the year Ebron was going to take a step back, yeah, but not yeah. this much. He had a terrible year this year. Yeah, agreed. And more importantly as well, Jacoby Brissett is taking some steps back since coming back from injury, and it pains yeah. me to say it, mm-hmm. but this offense just looks – Bad. Kind of like, <laughs> bad. you know, like, bad. you know, Marlon Mack's replacement has come in. He's been a, a, a nice little replacement. Williams, he's done a, a couple things, but like, they, they're not, they just look bad, you know. There's no way around it. They turn into so much of a running team. It's like they don't even have a valid pass game. And I understand you have these injuries that have decimated your receiving core, but man, you know, at least Frank Reich is still a good coach. I, that's yeah. not, I'm not screwing on that. You're just missing some talent on the field. But on the flip side, I'm kind of feeling like Reek right now because I, I I don't want to pick the Bucks because maybe I'm the bad luck. But like I said, I they they're, they kind of been winning some games lately. You know, they're five and seven. I could tell they're not going to the playoffs, but you know, eight and eight would be nothing short of a miracle for a, a quarterback who's on pace for throwing like 32 touchdowns and 29 picks. You know, that's a lot. Five thousand yards. That's crazy. You know, I, I did a little I did a little researching earlier and I didn't realize the the Buccaneers had four eight hundred yard receivers last year, you know. Uh Deshaun, Godwin, yep. Adam yep. Humphreys who left him to go to Tennessee, Mike yep. Evans, and then OJ Howard had almost six hundred yards. But you overall it was about what thirty six touchdowns and twenty six picks, you know, combining both quarterbacks. So it's just like damn. You know, it's it sucks. I'm gonna take the Bucks though, and it's it's both of they both these teams are like my children. You know, it's like I I, I see the potential in both, but unfortunately, I'm gonna be that parent that likes one more one child more than the other. And I actually enjoy watching the Bucks more than I enjoy watching the Colts. And I don't really see the Colts defense being able to stop this offense either. Same. So go ahead and give me the Bucks. Give me the Bucks as well. I'm going with the Bucks as well. Yep. Also, I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna look like an idiot for saying this, but next year the Bucks are winning the uh, NFC South. Okay, they're winning the NFC South. How much I, have you had to drink tonight? Nothing. I, I'm gonna drink afterwards, though. But that's not the point. <laughs> you alcoholic. They're 100 percent gonna they're gonna win the NFC South. I, I don't know why. I this agree. I think I agree. Wait, hold, whoa, 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 whoa. The the Bucks are listen, winning. The, the, listen, wait, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Listen, You're no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, You're both Falcons saying that Bucks are winning the, the NFC South, correct? That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Falcons oh my. And Panthers are, are going to cancel themselves out because they are going to be under rookie head coaches. I'll so the Saints are just going to die, or? No, they're not going to die, but, look, I mean. You need the Saints to – look, the Saints are going to – I wonder how are the Saints. We need to spin a wheel and just see the most fucked up ways to lose a game and just go ahead and figure out how the Saints are going to lose in the playoffs this year because I yeah. don't – I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you guys, the football guys did not like Bounty Gate, and these guys will never prosper again. Or at least they won't prosper again for a long time because of it. Hey, and if I'm wrong, by all means, Saints fans laugh at me. But you know I'm not. You know I'm not. All right? 
between Marcus. Uh, we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to go through a name all of them again. All right, it's just I, I just and last to year how, and Brett Favre and. In the Super Bowl. Exactly. It's just so many fucked up ways to lose, and they're going to keep that? doing it. You know? Who was that in the Super Bowl that did that? Pick six to them. Tracy Porter. Porter. Tracy Porter. Yeah. Tracy Porter. Yep. Crazy moment. That was crazy. I love that Super Bowl. Obviously, I, I might go watch it again. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Bucks, they're winning the NFC South next year. I don't care. I will die on that hill. I will die. not get into that tonight, so let's just move on to, let's just move on to the next game. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Oh, all right. Our next game, we have the Broncos at the Texans. I'm picking Texans. I'm picking the Texans. Yeah. But I will say, I will say, the Broncos played inspired football with Drew Locke at the quarterback position. They, they played I, pretty I, well. I love what I see from Drew Locke. I Drew, Locke Drew Locke was not one of those guys that, like, has really had national, you know, recognition this year because of, you know, he's been on IR. But – I mean, coming into the draft and going out of the draft, he was one of those guys where, like, hmm, I wonder how far he's going to fall. You know, is he, is he a project? Can he come in right now because Flacco's in? You know, like, I always thought, like, he could just kind of step right in. Obviously, I don't think he could have stepped in and been great, but I think he was in that position to where Flacco could, you know, kind of mentor him and, you know, he could kind of be good later down the road. But uh, Drew Locke played pretty solid um, in his first NFL start. I mean, Cortland Sutton bailed him out with that incredible one hit a catch, which Cortland Sutton's been a beast this year. Yeah. But, uh, um, but yeah, no. Uh, props to the Broncos. They, they played pretty well last week, but uh, I don't think they're going to beat the Texans. After what they came off, and they just beat the Patriots, which me and Reek did pick. I don't know about you, Dane, but because you kind of dropped them the call that night. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we we saw that coming. But uh, the Texans playing really well right now. I don't think they're going to go in and lose to Denver. So give me Houston. Agreed. Dane, I don't know if you. I probably. I have no idea who I would have picked last week, to be totally honest with you. I don't know. I probably would have wanted to pick the Texans, but honestly would have picked the Patriots just because the Texans don't ever beat the Patriots. But, hey, they won, so we'll never know. To keep it real with you guys, which, by the way, anybody – Go to the doctor sometimes. I found out last week that I have low blood sugar. And to be honest, it was something up with my medication last week. I started feeling like really sick. So, you know, I had to get off. But, like I say, just make sure that you're always feeling good because that way, you know, that way I'm feeling healthy and I can keep on doing the podcast. We want our listeners to be healthy so they can keep on too. So that's my little soapbox, little monologue for the day. But I did not pick this game yet. I'm going to take the Texans just because, honestly, I, I, I get what you guys are saying with Drew Locke last week. Nah, nah give us some time. He's, he's not the guy either, so. Oh man! Take the Texans. No, I'm sorry. Well, he he only threw for like a hundred something yards. You guys, let's let's this. It's not him. I'm sorry. It's not him. It's not him. It's just not him. He ain't it. His first start, man. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. He won. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it for him. We're gonna see if he beats the Texans. Then there's some. There's some validity to what he does. We'll see. If he beats the Texans. I promise it won't be because <laughs> it won't be because of him. <laughs> We're gonna see. We're gonna see. Um, our next matchup: the team that the Broncos just beat, the Chargers, at the Jaguars. Ooh, the Chargers is the biggest disappointment in the NFL this season. It's I'm so sorry. Bad. It's, well, the, people, after a 13-3 year. People seen it coming, though. It was bad. Oh, yeah. Bad. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. So, what was that? What was the team? Chargers who? I'm picking against the Chargers. Jaguars. I don't care who it is. Jaguars. Jaguars? Oh, God. Never mind. 
No, 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 Seven and five at six and six. Playoff implications is definitely in this game. I'm still taking the Raiders. He's messy. I'm taking the Raiders just to make it messy. I'm going with the Titans. I think with the way the Raiders came out, with the with the way the Raiders came out against Kansas City, which we all knew he was gonna, they were gonna lose, but they got destroyed. I mean, they weren't even like remotely like in the game. I mean, up until I believe it was like three minutes in the uh, second quarter. Um, I don't know if it like continued, but I know at that moment, uh, none of their cars receivers caught a a pass. It was all tight ends. Like, you know how bad you have to play to actually get shut down by the Chiefs' defense? Like That's true, and the Chiefs' defense stinks, man. They're not good. They're bad. It's, it's crazy. Like, And, and the Raiders, it, it's a shame that they, they haven't taken advantage of the way they should have because they have one of the easier schedules. I mean, they struggled against the Bengals. They lost to the Jets, and then they just completely got obliterated by the fucking Chiefs. And, like, yeah. this is a game in which they should have been up for because the winner would have been first place in the AFC West. And I'm going with the Titans. Weren't ready I, I, I'm buying in. I'm, going with the I'm, Titans. Not, I'm not buying in for their future, but I'm buying in for this week. And Derrick Henry be has been future. incredible. Derrick Henry be has been incredible. I'm told. Hey, I'm buying to the Titans, though, but I'm taking the Raiders just because I do feel like the Raiders are not with Done to the playoffs though, but the, the the Titans look. The Titans got a rough road, a rough road ahead of them anyway. Moving on for the rest of the season because they still got to play the Texans twice, and I want to say they play the Saints. I think or so, might be the Saints. I think yeah, I think they play the Saints still. So they got a they got a, a really rough three weeks ahead of them though, and maybe they look ahead. I don't know, but I do feel like this is just. This is a trap game. This is this is this should be a trap game for them. Because guess what? They've been five and one in the last since um the last six starts with Tannehill. Uh we're already looking ahead to the Texans because you know what is the division is gonna come down to the Titans and the Texans. It, yep. it feels like and it's not getting that it's not getting that recognition as a trap game for them, though. But everybody's been talking about Ryan Tannehill the last couple of days. And you know yep. what? I think this is it. And I know Mike Mike Vrabel keeps them focus he keeps them you know attentive he doesn't let the outside noise get to him he's from new england but hey i'm nope i'm taking the raiders this week i'm taking okay them. okay we're gonna hmm. see like i said it's, it's been a few interesting games this yeah there should be a good week there's a lot of bad ones but there's a lot more good ones than usual even, so listen we're not even done yet because our next game is the chiefs at the patriots is that sunday night football no, it's four twenty-five Sunday night football. The Seahawks at the Rams. Oh, okay. Why did the Rams keep getting Sunday night football? Wow. Anyway, Chiefs, Chiefs at Patriots. You know what? I'm going with the Chiefs. That Patriots offense is disgustingly bad. It yeah, is disgustingly bad. Chiefs. Tom Brady has had comparable numbers to Mitch Trubisky so far. Yeah. In the last, I believe, eight games. Eight games. Um, yep. Yeah, eight games. Uh, Brady has uh, what was it? Eleven touchdowns, six interceptions, and Mitch has. I believe 10 touchdowns and four receptions. Um, that's bad. Like Tom Brady doing that? Are you kidding me? I mean, His they went out. Too. You still have Edelman healthy. 
I mean, you, you got James White on the backfield. You got Nikhil Harry. Like, you've got people. It's not it's not an issue of that. It's just, it's just speed. I, I think it's just a speed thing for them. They have no yeah. body that can actually create separation. They got a bunch of big – Philip Dorsett's really their only guy, but he yeah. can't get open to save his life, really. Exactly. And, if, and if it's not a fly route. So, I mean, honestly, that team is just very bad. Um, and Mahomes, they need this one. They really need this one. You know, that AFC West, you know, with the Raiders is going to be a little closer. I'm um, going down the stretch. Obviously, that win obviously helps them because they're 2-0 and against Oakland now in the uh, season. But the Chiefs need this one. They need to establish their identity going into the playoffs as a dominant offensive juggernaut as what's that, you know, as they once were, uh, because, you know, they kind of fell off and lost those games. You know, Mahomes was out. So they're really not established just yet. So they need to get their mojo back. Um, and I think they do. I don't think this Patriots defense is as good as we thought it was. Obviously, I've been on that all year. I've said it all along. Mm. I've, told, I've told people this all along. Um, they're not as good as we thought they were. They played, you know, seven um, teams that didn't have winning records, and they did good. And now that they're playing teams with winning records, they're not doing as good. Um, obviously, you can say a lot to you, like, oh, well, they beat the Cowboys. They had their one offense coming into the game that week. Well, guess what? It was in, like, 35-mile-an-hour winds and pouring down rain. I don't think anyone's going to play good, and neither did their offense. So um, I don't think this defense is as good as we think it is, and uh, I think it's I think it's going to happen again this week. I think the Chiefs win. I, I don't oh, know. See, I'm, I, I'm not sleeping on the defense. Yeah, I'm not sleeping on the defense. I'm, not I'm gonna tell you what, I'm not saying though. it's bad. I'm just saying I'm it's not as Patriots. good as people thought because people were saying this is an NFL like great defense. Like this is nothing. I think it to that. is. You really think this I Patriots think defense is. is one of the best we've ever seen? It is. Uh, man. I think so. It is. Man, it is. that's it is. bad. I mean, to play this well throughout the entire season. I mean, you but you also have to look. I mean, I know records, they played like, it, okay, but look at the opponents they faced, man. They faced the Dolphins twice when they were bad. They faced the Jets twice. I mean, hey man, I mean, they hey. faced like the who, – who else they faced? The Browns, the Giants, the, the Redskins. I mean, man, like that's so bad. That's the bottom of the narrow teams. Those are you bad, do. bad teams, man. You do. Eh. But there's like I said, you know, I'm not saying they're to blame because they're playing who's on the schedule. But at the end of the day, like you're not going to sit here and tell me that they're one of the best teams. But they're dominating them, though. That's the thing, though. You you say it though. Look, who doesn't dominate the Browns? Bro, look at the turnovers. Come on now, look at the turnovers and look at how much they were scoring. They were scoring more. Playing Trevor Simeon and Luke Falk and and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Daniel Jones and Case Keenum. If it was that easy, if it if it was that easy, everybody else that played them would have done the same thing too. But they didn't. They do. They They suck. They everyone dominates the Redskins. What other team? Look. What, uh, what every other team, team in the NFL, look, every team what, in the NFL uh, dominates. What other team was scoring as many defensive touchdowns as they were? Come on, now, tell me who was getting as many turnovers as they were. Who was having de- dominant defensive players? Like, come on now, like they have my, a defensive player that you can on their team. My man. argument is not saying they're as good as the Patriots' defense, but I'm saying they're not as good because any team goes into Washington and goes to Mount Miami and goes, you know, against the Browns and the Giants uh, and all these teams and they win. Uh, okay. Well, not yours. Cause your team sucks. Your team sucks, <laughs> but we're not talking about that overall. Like those teams aren't good and they're not. You tell, good hold you tell, you, you're telling me the same Eagles team. I thought the the Patriots, you, you know, so now you're telling me, I don't think the Dolphins offense is better than the Patriots offense. And they could contain the Patriots offense, but they couldn't contain the Dolphins offense. That's what I'm saying. Is like the Patriots, it's, all about matchups, it's, dominant, day, but... and it's how it's, it's how they've done it. 
like I said, I get you're playing weak competition at times, but look at how they've done the weakest, the weakest, not weak. The weakest. I mean, it's been on a consistent basis too, so it's not. Like and you also have to look at you also have to look at the facts. When they played the weakest, they dominate. When they play better teams and good teams and winning teams, they haven't. Nah. Look, I'll say this though: the, the 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 Ravens kicked their butt, but the Texans game. I get the Texans pretty much had to make control, but th- these and are who else? Like, and who else t- have they played that really they dominated since then? That were I mean, good. The, that were good. They've dominated everybody else. I but, mean, the and, Cowboys, exactly, and everyone else was weak. Everyone else was bad. I mean, they that's a valid point. They were zero and seven. Point. They, I'm sorry, not they were zero seven. They were facing seven non-winning teams: the Giants. The Dolphins twice, the Browns, the Redskins. Listen, I mean, I, I don't those think those are bad, bad, bad football teams. At I, the end of the day, I, I, I get that, and and I really, really understand that. But in the same sense, if you give a lot of these other teams the same exact schedule, I don't think they dominate as. as and then that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm not saying they're a bad defense. I'm not. I've never once said they're a bad defense. But I, I, people I don't think it's one of the greatest of all time. I, I don't think that. They're saying it's one of the best team defense they've really ever good. seen. Is that it's the best defense in the NFL because it's simply not. I'll take the Bears defense over that defense. On oh, God, I will. I'll take the 49ers defense over that defense. You take the that. Bears defense to do what? To do what, Jake? To do what? To do what? What? what do you mean? You talking the Bears. I know the Bears are six and six, but they're still a top. They're 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 fourth defense in. The, I'm sorry, fourth best defense in the NFL. And still, David Blau was having a still, heyday with that. Okay, to Put be fair, two two of two of their touchdowns were like just big plays. I mean, like Gall- Galladay on that seventy-five yarder, like that was just a miscommunication. Seventy-five of his two hundred and eighty yards came on that hey, play. Man, it is. What I it know. Is. I, I'm not. I'm not going to make excuses, but let's be real. Come on, that defense is not bad. And I'm not saying I'm not saying the Patriots' defense is bad, but it's not as good as we think. And the stats prove it. And the record. The record against winning teams proves it, and the record against non-winning teams prove it. That defense is not as good as we say, think. Man, Chiefs on Sunday. Get in the DVOA because, you know what, Chicago's defense definitely ain't even touching them according to DVOA. I'm, I'm not going by yardage and all the situational stats. No, if you Jake, go by points, uh, go, go by uh, points. No. Go by points. Go by points allowed. Bears are, I believe, one of the best, if not the best in the NFL, and they're better than last year as far as points per game given up. So... That defense is still not bad. They're not creating many turnovers as much, but they're not a bad defense. Oh, but and they're, they're not. The pa- they're not the Patriots. But I, you know, I'm going to say all this to say I'm taking the Chiefs because, guys, guess what? You know who the Patriots play next week? They play the Bills. So the Bills have a very, very. I know we're we're talking about Kansas City right now, but the Bills have a really big chance over the next two weeks to jump into the number one seed. If they go ahead and take care of the Ravens this week and then they beat the Patriots next week, they'll have sole possession of the that number one. That would be one crazy if the Bills take the number one seed in the AFC. How Think about that. Just to be a first-round exit. That would be Just crazy. Just to be a first-round you know exit. I don't think any of us are buying them in the playoffs. No. No, no, no. Not, they, nah, not yet. I, I'll be there. Nope. Not yet. Nah, but you know, as far as Kansas City goes, I'm not taking like let, let me let, let question though. They came off of a bye week for last week, right? Uh, I believe so. So yeah, that, we no, need we need to, yeah because they played in Mexico oh. City uh, two okay. weeks ago. They played yeah. the Chargers in Mexico. Oh, the Chiefs. City, so yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think it's worth keeping in mind that Andy Reid is the man coming off a of bye. So are we gonna you know they 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 kicked the the Raiders' ass last week. So I get that. That's why I feel still a little comfortable one picking the Raiders to win this week because we know Andy Reid is that guy. And 
as far as this week goes, I think they'll be prepared. You know, like it's like when you it's like beating the Patriots this year. Last year's still going to be in their mind, the AFC Championship. And they're going to say it doesn't matter because it's a different season. But they're going to come in here and beat them. And it's not going to really matter because this isn't the same Patriots team. But I'm taking the Chiefs. I think they're going to actually get them by, by a couple touchdowns. I think this is going to be one of those, whoa, is Tom Brady really, like, done? Like, they're going to have that conversation. You thought they was having that conversation this week. They're going to have that conversation for real next week. Um, um, I can't wait. Put a, like, put a, I'm so happy that the, the Patriots are like starting to show like chink in their armor. Like if Tom Brady retires and Bill Belichick retires and all this, th- oh my god, I'll be the happiest man in America. I promise you. I'm, I'm, I'm actually. I can't more wait to see him go. about this game than you guys are. Um, hmm. As as much as I want to pick the Chiefs because I want anarchy in the AFC, especially the AFC East because it's not been that way ever, but. At the same sense, <laughs> Andy Reid, I don't know. Like, he's a he's a great coach, but Bill Belichick will always be his kryptonite. Always. It, it's not going to matter. I get it's a regular season game, so he might pull this one out, and he's done it a couple times against Bill Belichick. However, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. At, at Foxborough, if this was in Kansas City, I would 100% pick the Chiefs, and I don't think I would hesitate. Ask Foxborough. I know it's not the most hostile place, but home field advantage still matters in this league. I don't care what anybody says. Um, I do think the Patriots' offense is a shell of what it was last year because Gronk isn't there, this, this, that, and the third. We can go on and talk about all the little specifics. But at the end of the day, the Chiefs' defense is still bad. And I think there are going to be opportunities for the Patriots to make plays. And I think when the chances are available, they will be had. And I think this game is going to be like similar to a high-scoring affair that we've seen in the AFC Championship last year, as well as the game that we had seen in the regular season last year. But I'm still picking the same same outcome, the very exact same out- outcome. I'm picking the Patriots to win. I think it's going to be somewhere along the lines of like a three-point game, like 31-28 or something like that. This is exactly what it, like we all, we, it's like we fool ourselves. I'm not gonna say we fool ourselves, but we 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 fall for this every single time. Patriots struggling, this this that. That's third. true. All, we do. All the, we do. All the storylines are, are are looking towards. Oh man, Brady looking like he's done, and mm-hmm. then he has one of those games where it's like, well, uh, everybody else can shut back up now. We got to watch the Patriots win another Super Bowl. I'm not yep. saying that's gonna exactly happen this year. Oh, I know it will. Think. I know it will eventually. I, I'm I, not even. I, I, I've been saying this all season. I don't think the Patriots are going to win. I don't even think they're going to make the AFC championship, but that's just my opinion. Anyways, I pray you're right. But I, I do think they're going to win this game. I do. This is not a knock on the Chiefs or anything by any means, but like I said, Andy Reid's kryptonite is 100% Bill Belichick. So I'm picking the Patriots. Understandable. Uh, we got our next game. We have the Steelers at the Cardinals. Dane, you got it. I, you know, just being quite honest, I don't even have a whole lot to say about it. The Cardinals just flat out don't have a good defense. And look, when you're playing with your third string, technically fourth string quarterback, nothing's a given. You know, when you don't have any of your Pro Bowl offensive skill players, nothing's a given. I get that, but. Look, the Cardinals' defense is like 
really, really bad. And let me point this out also. How in the hell is Patrick Peterson on the the list of potential NFL 100 all-time cornerbacks? Like, I don't understand why he's on there. Patrick Peterson, as I tweeted this, and this is – I've said this for years. You know, I'm granted I'm on my third Twitter account, so you can't <laughs> find it. But, look, I've been saying for years Patrick Peterson is overrated. That does not mean he sucks. But you know what? Patrick Peterson has gotten by because of three things. He, you know, his draft pedigree, he came from LSU and he was a top five pick. He's yep. gotten by because he had a great rookie season, which his great rookie season wasn't even all because of, you know, the things he did at corner. He's returning kicks back then. He yep. had like two or three touchdowns as a return man as a rookie. So he's still That's getting by off of that. LSU, man. He was a special teams ace, just like Tyron Matthew. And also, one more thing, too. One more thing also is that. So what if a guy plays man coverage and follows around your best receiver? If he's not shutting that guy down, does it really matter? You know, I just I think Sherman should have been on there instead of even if he doesn't make the actual team, I think Sherman should have been on there instead of Peterson. But anyway, getting back to the Steelers game, look, their defense is that bad. I think, you know, Doug Hodges gives them just enough of a chance. He's not a statue like Mason. He's willing to throw the ball down the field. His IQ, if his IQ is smart enough to know that, hey, this guy stepped over the line. Let me throw the ball deep real quick and hope something happens. Oh, crap. James Washington caught the ball. Let me do it again. Oh, man. James Washington caught the ball again, even though he got pass interfered with. Oh, well, we got a touchdown. That's what you have to take chances, you know, and that's what Mason wasn't doing. And even when he did take chances, he was just turning the ball over like crazy. He was just throwing it to the other team. So, look, Duck gives them enough of a chance to win. It's really hard to pick these games when you just don't have enough players. But I think our defense is enough to impact that offense, an offense that lacks skill players. They got a really good run game, and I think this is going to be a good test for us to make sure that we can shut down their run because I'm not necessarily worried about their passing game. Knock on wood because they got some fast guys out there. But, you know, I'm taking Steelers here. We know who yeah. Jake's take, even though he's being sea, totally unreasonable about it. Totally unreasonable yeah. about wow. it, but it's Ky- okay. K- Kyler, 500 yards, five touchdowns. Well, have fun being six and seven. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't wait to do a Thursday podcast when the Bears win. I'm just okay. going to take this clip. I'm just going to take this clip from this podcast and just and just replay it over and over and over. And that's going to be my talk. I'm just it's going to be 45 minutes of you just saying have fun being six and seven just over and over. Well, that's fine. So let me let me ask you this. Are we thinking Eddie Pinheiro wide left, wide right? We're thinking another <laughs> don't. Or maybe he just missed all together. Maybe he's like, totally right. like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see, though. My money. Hey. My money's on left. If we're going that route. If you want me to be honest, probably left. Mm. Wow, man. But they're not going to lose. They're not even going to be in that position to lose. They're not going to. It's not going to come down to an Eddie Pinero kick. (laughs) Yeah, that was such a sinister laugh. Oh, man. Thursday is going to be really crazy. I I can't wait if we win, bro. Oh, my God. I'm talking so much shit. I don't care for 76. I'm talking so much shit if we win. That, I'm not getting caught back up into that game. I'm picking the, the Steelers, <laughs> and I don't have a reason why. I mean, I do because I don't I don't believe in the Cardinals yet. I do think they have shown a lot of improvement. Hey, but, but you know what, you guys? I want to point this out one more thing, too. I told you guys <laughs> what was on one of the first podcasts, the Cardinals 
was going to go on a little win streak at the beginning of the season, and they was going to go on a massive losing streak to end the season. I said that that was on what, like the NFC, when we was doing the NFC West predictions. I, I, yeah. I know I said that. I got it recorded and reposted, but it's literally happening. It's not that everybody figured them out. It was just that they they played against the right teams at the right time. And they've been playing hard still. That's the thing, though. They're not getting run over. Then well, I take that back because Jared Goff looked like 2018 Jared Goff against them. But with the exception of that game, they're not just flat out getting run over, and they're they're hanging in some of these games though. But you know, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, we have our Sunday night football game. We have the Seahawks at the Rams. I'm picking the Seahawks, and I'm not even going to say it's close. Mm, that's crazy because the last game was close at Seattle. Oh well, yeah, that's that's when the Rams were actually like good, you know. Yeah, Brandon Cooks. I don't know if he's back. Is he back? I don't think so. It's his second I mean, concussion of the year. Oh, so Brandon Cooks. Even... Oh, I'm sorry. I say, I, I wasn't even sure if Brandon Cooks had finished that game against the Seahawks early this season. But I tell you this. I will tell did. you this though. He didn't. He, he he. It was that one. Uh, it was that one fly route on the right side. Yeah, right side of the field, and uh, I think he caught it, but he got his head like smashed up against the turf, and I don't think he ever returned. Because I actually lost in fantasy that week because of that. I remember that. Yep. Because he he never came back. He had like one catch all all game. It was like one catch, thirty one yards. So check this. I I understand that there's no such thing as home field advantage with the Rams anyway, so it really doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. I should have won that game if it wasn't for the fact of a missed kick. You yep. know and. This is a good matchup for them, and it's also worth pointing out that the Seahawks, because of Russell Wilson, they are 9-1 and one in these one-score games. And, of course, that other loss, that big loss being against uh, the Seahawks when the Seahawks just cut their ass. But um, I'm going to take the Rams in this one. I don't, they're not going to make the playoffs, you guys. I just think that this is a good matchup for them. The Rams are still going to end up probably being like eight and eight or nine and seven. You know, I'm thinking I'm leaning more towards nine and seven. No chance of making the playoffs, though. But I'm going to go ahead and take the Rams with this one, too. And I I think they're going to really get after Russ this weekend, man. I'm, you know, their passing game is I, I know they put up some points yesterday. But if we all watch the game because of the defense and everything else that happened with it, I think that can be a little funky, too. And Tyler Lockett's still not 100 percent healthy to me. And I can totally see Jalen Ramsey just kind of bullying DK Metcalf into a couple more fumbles or maybe even getting an interception because of him off of a tip pass or something. So I'm going to take the Rams in this one. Mm. I'm going to pick Seattle. It's going to be a close game just like the last time, though. I can see this game going either way just because of what Dane just said because they are going to get after Russell Wilson. I really do believe that. But I think it's going to come down to Russell Wilson having a game-winning drive and it coming down to a game winning field goal. I, I think the C- Seattle wins by two or three. Um, and then we have our Monday night game. <laughs> oh, pick that excitement up. Pick that excitement up, man. Wait, what's that Monday night game? The Eagles at, or no, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's right. The, the Giants and the team that lost to Miami. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. All mm-hmm. right. Um, I'm still picking the Eagles. I don't care. The Giants stink. I think the Eagles are. You know, I'm going to be honest. The Eagles are going to blow them out, and I'm not going to be excited for it whatsoever. That's 100% what I'm 
right. I like I like the short, sweet analysis. You know, nothing much to talk about. You know, hey, you're you're staying true to your word. You're not going to talk about the Eagles until, you know, they they beat the Cowboys. Uh, so I mean, this week will be nothing to get excited about. Like, That's true. You're right. That's how I felt even, about the Bears Giants game. I watched it, but even, I didn't even like clap. Look, look. Even if the Cowboys were to lose against Bears and the Eagles were to win this game, I, I still like. I, because I've seen what this team has done to me, like throughout the entire season, they wait until I get my hopes up to let me down. I, it's 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 a given at this point. We beat the Packers and we beat like I, like I don't even know how we beat the Packers to be honest with you. Like if we were to run that game back, we would probably get blown out this time because like I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. Like we have the games where it's like, man, how did they pull out? Like we beat the. I know the Bills aren't like the greatest team or anything like that, but we went into the we went into uh, Buffalo and beat the Bills. We beat the Packers at Lambeau. Then we go out, we lose to the Dolphins, we lose to the Falcons, we lose to the Lions, and it's just like, what the hell is this team? Like, what is this team? I I, I don't know, and I don't think we, we will ever find out because I I'm gonna guess I'm gonna say it now. I don't think we're gonna make the playoffs. I, I don't. One game behind, and I don't care. Dak is always going to have his way against the Eagles. Not always, but when he has Zeke, I will say that because they're he undefeated, whatever Zeke plays. So I think that streak continues. There's nothing that there's nothing like that I'm sold on where it's like, well, at least the Eagles can rely on this. I guess the one thing they could rely on is their running game. Well, one, they're scared to run the ball because it was 28 to 14 and we ran the ball three times. So I'm not going to get into that. But at the end of the day, like, I don't know, man. Like this, this team is—it's—it's it's a lack of talent. I, I don't really think they're playing for hard for wins necessarily. I think Doug is really soft. Good coach, good coach, just really soft. Although I know I just said good coach, but I'm starting to look at him a little differently because I'm just looking at what has been produced since Frank Reich has been gone. And it's been like the offense is so stationary. It's not. It's nothing exciting. Like you see the same like five plays with like two different types of screens. Uh, you have Aguilar doing some stupid jet motion and not even getting the ball regardless, um, or some inside zone run. Like we run the same five plays all game. We don't run the ball. We don't throw the ball downfield because we have nobody that can actually get separation. Well, we do have one person that can get separation. He just can't track the ball to save his life. So there's that. Alshon is like slow as molasses. It, it's so – it's like – it's it's horrible watching this offense. Like, I love Ertz, but, like, besides him, he can't get any type of, like – he. I mean, he can get separation. He's a really good route-running tight end. But when he gets the ball, the first touch, he's hitting the ground. He's, he's not your yards after the catch tight end. He's not, like, the strongest of tight ends. Um, him, like, nursing a hamstring injury isn't, like, the best thing either because he's already not as fast. Uh, Dallas Goddard, he fumbles the ball just about every time he touches it. Like, offensive line is our best thing that we have going for us outside of Jason Peters, who we rung back for what God knows what. I don't know why. But – yeah, man, this this team. I'm I'm just ready for the season to be over. I'm really hoping the Dallas wins, and then the Giants put us out of our misery, so we can't even like think about a playoff berth. Like just 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 lose out the rest <laughs> of the season, get a higher draft pick. We're right outside the top ten right now. I want to get a receiver really bad, a really good one. 
I'm not mm. saying we get. I'm not saying we get Jerry. Judy. Jerry maybe, Judy. Maybe Henry Ruggs. That's that's probably who we will end up with with Ceedee Lamb. Position that I think we'll get Ceedee Lamb is also a really good option. But we need we need a top wideout, and going to winning these games just to get put out in the first round. I don't think it's the most ideal thing that I want to happen. So I'd rather just yeah. lose out the rest of the season, to be fairly honest with you. So I, I think the Eagles are going to win, but I'm not, I don't care. I don't care. I want the season to be <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm checked out. Like, I'm done with the Eagles. Like I said before the podcast started, I'm not tweeting about the Eagles unless they beat uh, – unless they make the playoffs or unless they beat the uh, Cowboys. And then, you know, the picture will look a lot more clear after that. But, yeah. Fuck them. Fuck the Eagles. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I, I can't wear the Eagles gear. I, I look at my Eagles hat and I look at my jerseys and I just I just hate them. I'm like, why do I, why do I invest in this team? Why? Like, I'm glad we got the ring a couple years ago, but besides that, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, it was, it was the... I think God was like, you know, you can win the Super Bowl, but you have to suck for, for John out. Like, I really believe that's what happened. Like, look at all the circumstances that happened in order for the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Like, all the injuries, Foles has this, like, this un- impossible run that he had. Like, oh, you'll never see that Foles again. That Foles is dead. And that's the Foles that made people <laughs> believe that he was better than Wentz. Whatever, blah, 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 blah. Like, I get it. He's the one that actually won the ring. Whatever. I don't care. But, like I said, man, like, it was just such a, a impossible run that the Eagles had. I just know that that just sucked the life out of everything else. There's no hope for anything else just because of that one ring. Nothing else is going to happen. And you got players like veterans, grown-ass men, still like, oh, yeah. Well, like when, when Skandrick was out and he was saying what he was saying about the Eagles on Fox Sports 1, they were like, well, he ain't the one with the ring. Like, you didn't win the, you didn't win the Super Bowl last year. It's, it's, it's been two years now. Like, get over it. And I don't think they have gotten over it yet. I don't think it's going to happen until they do a complete overhaul, get rid of the coordinators, both of them. I don't care for Jim Schwartz. I don't. I definitely don't care for Mike Groh. And then retool the wide receiver corps, retool our defensive backs group, get rid of some of the position coaches, and we're good to go. I'm ready for this offseason of getting so bad. I, I want it to end, like, Monday. Please, just, just take <laughs> us out of our misery. Giants. <laughs> Please, I'm begging you. Pat Shermer, I know you suck as a head coach. Just please put us out of our misery. Get this. I know you're like the king of like wins that you like that ruin your draft position. Let this be the one win that ruins your draft position. Please. Just just, just put us out. And that's all I'll say about the Eagles. So much for being checked out. I'm not at all. I'm just I'm just hurt right now. Three in a row. Hey man. Three three losses. If it, in a row. if it makes you feel any better, expect, if it makes you feel any better, the heat the heat are winning, man. Yeah, you're playing it. good. Yeah, yeah. We're beating the Raptors. Duncan Robinson has 22, bro. He's he's torching these guys. So what? Yes, he has 22 points. He's literally made his last six shots. He's going nuts. So have a little have a little hope. At least one of your teams is nice. Oh, yeah, there's hope for the in, in NBA. And I mean, I'm Ohio State fan, so I mean, there's that too. So, there you go. Other than that, I'm dead. I'm dead in the water. But <sighs> anyways, that's enough about me. I'm probably going to drink after this because I'm now I just got depressed talking about the Eagles. Um, I was already going to drink after this. Talk about the Eagles has really put me in a bad place again like I did on Sunday. <laughs> it was really bad, man. Like, losing to the Dolphins is like a new low. The fake is what really did it to me, though. The fake. I, I don't know. Yeah. 
I, I just I, I, Punt I it through a touchdown play. to the kicker. Oh my god. Like I we had the most un this is three weeks in a row a fake has happened and that's like been like the the difference in the game. Last week the fake to uh, I don't know who he threw it to, was it uh Lockett where it was like the Carson had threw the ball back to Russell Wilson and he threw it. Then it was the the trick play with Julian Edelman, or he threw the touchdown, and then there was this play on Sunday. It's like we're just a stupid team. As it's just a stupid team, stupid. I, I it won't change anytime soon either, unless they overhaul. That's it. But I'm done. I'm done. I'm glad that was the last game because I was already drained, and that just kind of really took the energy out of me. That just finished me <laughs> off. But um, I mean, that'll do it for episode twenty. This is actually a really good episode because there's, there's a lot of great games to talk about. So yeah, um, for once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope. It, I mean, I think throughout the end of the season, it's going to be more and more good games because you know the playoff implications. So everything is going to start to figure itself out for the next four weeks. But that'll do it for episode twenty. We'll be back with episode twenty-one. Uh, I don't know which day because. We did not record the last couple of Sundays. We apologize, <laughs> but we will do our best to record this Sunday. I wasn't even listening. Listen, I was down. I was down to record Sunday, but with knowing what happened to your Eagles on Sunday, I wouldn't oh, even no, no, ask no, no. you because I knew I, that she was going to be a honestly, no. Honestly, I, I, I wasn't all that sad on Sunday. Like okay. I was. I thought you were. I thought you were just done. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to bother him on Sunday because if my team lost the Dolphins, I would not record. No, I would never do that. Look, guys, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I totally passed out like at hey, I seven. Too. I, fell asleep at six, dude. I, I, I fell asleep at six, I fell asleep at six, so I would have answered anyway. <laughs> uh, just, honestly, I'm getting used to taking this new medication, man. I, I was knocked out at seven o'clock, and then I woke up like at like what 10 45, and I saw the game was on. I was like, oh crap. And then I looked at my phone, I was like, oh crap. And I just went back to sleep. I was like, look, I can't do anything now. I can't do anything now, man. I was knocked out. I'm sorry. But, yeah, it's all good, you guys. We, we, we got you guys. Trust us. We're not going anywhere. We're not going yeah. anywhere. And especially, especially in the I, – I, I, I think this is the most hyped I've ever been for offseason. Not even just for the Eagles' sake, but for this free agency and then the draft coming up. We finally, I, I finally get to do my own big board. Like, I've been wanting to do this, but – I didn't have a reason to do it any other time because I didn't have an NFL podcast. And now I do. It's time to actually like take this thing to a whole other level. So we're excited for all the content that's coming. In the meantime, though, we do hope you enjoy episode twenty. We'll be back on Sunday night, and well, possibly we'll Thursday, Monday, possibly Thursday, possibly Thursday, possibly Thursday. I totally forgot about that. Possibly, yeah, possibly Thursday. Thursday. So, if yeah, yeah, possibly Thursday. So. We'll be back. I don't know when <laughs> at this point. I don't know when, but we'll be back for episode 21. I'll say that. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us yeah. on Twitter. Yes. Follow us on Twitter. We're definitely always there. Absolutely. Follow us on Twitter, and we'll see you guys on episode 21. Thank you. Peace. Thank you. See you.